This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The Packers game is over, and you've heard what Bill and Gary have to say, but there's still more to be said and more players to hear from inside the locker room. Now, your host of the show, Joe Zenzola. Good evening. Thanks for staying up late tonight. Packers get the win 41-25 over the Bears. And yeah, they do still suck. Sam Schmidt's producing on the other side of the glass. We're going to be going inside the locker and we'll hear more from uh, some of the Packer players, including the head coach who uh, Aaron Rodgers just gushed about. You know, all this talk for the last couple of years about the relationship between Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers, will it work? 4147. You know what I mean? Like, we, we, we did that at nauseum for nearly two years. We can put all of that to rest. I'm done talking about that crap. That's over and done. This offense, man, is just something to watch. And and see, this is the thing. <laughs> okay. You were supposed to beat the Chicago Bears, right? Like, at the end of the day, tonight's game, the Packers had to win no matter what. You did not want to let this Bears team, for as pathetic as they are, to get back in this divisional race. They're coming off of a bye week, keep in mind. They're tr- I mean, they're reeling right now. This was a team that was 5-1, and one, and they had this losing streak, and you would think coming off of a bye that the Chicago Bears would come up to Lambeau Field and actually really put it to you. Because after all, the Packers have had some troubles playing at Lambeau Field as of late. Games have been a little closer than what they should be. And... Tonight that wasn't the case, but you knew it. You knew at the end of the day that the Chicago Bears were probably going to put up a fight, right? And why do I say that? Well, what were we talking about all week? We were talking about the Chicago Bears defense. Yeah, we knew Mitch Trubisky was going to be same old Mitch. We knew that Mitch Trubisky was going to throw up a couple and the Packer defense better be picking it off. Like, Mitch Trubisky was going going to give you mistakes tonight. He was just going to give it to you. But the one constant in all of this 
was the Chicago Bears defense. That this elite defense would put it to this Packer offense tonight. And that Aaron Rodgers and the receivers and the running backs and the offensive linemen were all really going to have to work their tails off in order to score some points. Because I figured tonight it's probably going to be a little bit more of a lower scoring game. Because you have to respect this group, especially their defensive front. And yes, I know Akeem Hicks did not play in this game, but that doesn't make any difference here. You have like literally the best linebacking core in football in the Chicago Bears. And you want to know something? Did anyone hear Khalil Mack's name being called tonight? Did anyone see Khalil Mack just steamroll over Aaron Rodgers? Did anyone see Khalil Mack try to beat Billy Turner off the edge? Nope. Did anyone see Robert Quinn trying to beat David Bakhtiari? I mean, we know our guy David Bakhtiari is going to win more often than not, but Robert Quinn, that was a nice addition by the Chicago Bears in the offseason. Robert Quinn's a nice player. Didn't hear his name. You know who else we didn't hear tonight in that linebacking core? Roquan Smith. I mean, that dude, that's one of the few draft picks the Chicago Bears have been able to hit on. I mean, you think about all the misses the Bears have had. They got Roquan Smith right, and Roquan Smith has been very dominant. Did anyone hear from him tonight? Like, really? Like, did anyone hear his name? Like, I actually thought the guy wasn't even playing. And then there's Danny Trevathan. We heard his name tonight, and and we heard it for the right reasons. I mean, Matt LaFleur is out there, and he's scheming Devontae Adams on Danny freaking Trevathan. And Trevathan, another very solid linebacker for the Chicago Bears, a guy that I wanted a few years ago when he was a free agent. But you know the Packers, they don't, uh, they don't value inside linebackers, but that, that's a whole other thing. Tonight, Danny Trevathan struggled mightily. And when you're able to put your number one elite wide receiver, likely the best wide receiver in the National Football League right now, on an inside linebacker who's just a step too slow, yeah, good things are going to happen. So, you know, I'm, I'm listening to the Green and Gold Post Game Show. I'm producing the Green and Gold Post Game Show. And believe it or not, whether it's social media, it's phone calls, there's people that still are not happy. And look, guys, I get it. I get it. Because I think what we're thinking right now is, okay, sure, the Green Bay Packers, they have five games left here in the regular season. And I'm going to put, I'll probably bet my house on this. That Well, actually, I don't have a house, so I'll bet my apartment. I'll bet my apartment that the Packers will win three out of five, right? I mean, Philly's left on the schedule. That should be a win. The Lions are on the schedule. That should be a win. They don't have a head coach or a GM anymore. I mean, they should take care of that. Carolina could be a little pesky. Tennessee is obviously the biggest matchup left on this schedule that we're all looking at. And then you get Chicago again, down at Soldier Field. 
which Lord knows what that team's going to look like at the end of the season. So maybe you lose one extra game on that schedule to a team you're not supposed to beat because maybe the defense doesn't bail you out. It's the NFL, any given Sunday, right? So, like, I mean, at the bare minimum, the Packers at the end of the season will be 11-5. and five. Probably not enough to get a first-round buy, but 11-5 and five is still pretty good. And at the absolute best, you win out and you're 13-3. and three. That might get you the number one seed, especially since you have the tiebreaker over the Taysom Hill-led New Orleans Saints. And I know everyone's thinking about playoffs and everyone's thinking, well, this team is... It's going to be the same old song and dance. They're going to get into the playoffs. They'll have a great record, and they're going to lose. Okay. I feel that same sentiment, and I'm with a lot of you on that. But this goes back to the original point. This Packers team tonight, offensively, killed the Bears defense. Killed them. I was not expecting that kind of performance from this Packers offense against that group because I had a lot of respect for that Bears defense, especially up front. So when you go through that list tonight, like I just mentioned, the fact that Khalil Mack did nothing, Robert Quinn did nothing, Roquan Smith did nothing, and Danny Trevathan was just a liability, and you're seeing not only Aaron Rodgers being methodical, not, not just seeing this offense and their scheme with the constant misdirection, constant movement on the line of scrimmage, the constant protection that your line is given, you are also seeing some really big holes tonight that the line was creating for Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones. I mean, that I certainly did not see coming. I figured the Bears were going to do everything they could to just stop the run and then hopefully find a way to beat Aaron Rodgers. That was not the case. The Packers' running game tonight was gashing the hell out of this front. If you guys want something positive, when we talk about the 2020 Green Bay Packers and talking about them trying to get to a Super Bowl again, you have to be very impressed by what this offense did tonight against the Chicago Bears defense. And you want to know something else? This Packers offense now has proven to score points against very good defenses. Not just Chicago. Now, I understand last week was ridiculous how that whole thing finished, okay? But the Packers did have a chance of beating the Indianapolis Colts, and they put up a lot of points on that defense, which is a very good defense as well. And they also beat another really good defense back in Week 3, the same team that they might be facing again in the playoffs, and that's New Orleans. Last I checked, New Orleans' defense was very healthy that game. This Packers' offense, when you can just... Take Matt LaFleur and the system in year two and have Aaron Rodgers be able to work so well with it and to be able to have trustworthy running backs, a trustworthy receiver in Devontae Adams, and now the group behind him starting to build more trust. I mean, tonight, it was great to see Alan Lazard back in the mix, and he looked really good. It was great to see Equinemia St. Brown in the mix 
making some plays, and actually getting first downs and moving the chains as this offense was trucking along. I mean, these things together give me hope that the Green Bay Packers, with this kind of offense alone, can get them to the Super Bowl, especially in this NFC right now. Because we know that there is too much parity in the NFC. There are no elite teams in the NFC. There's a lot of very good teams, but they all have different flaws. And I think the AFC is by far the stronger conference. And that over in the AFC, there's better defenses. But again, when we've talked about the Packers' track record thus far, yeah, they haven't had too many like quality big wins, but the New Orleans win was significant, and you beat a very good defense. The Colts' game last week, despite how things went, you still put up a lot of points on that defense. And tonight, even though the Bears still suck, and even though they don't have an offense at all, that defense was very respectful, and you figured that they were going to put up a bigger fight against the Aaron Rodgers-led offense, and that wasn't the case. I mean, again, listen to your quarterback after the game, talk about the offense, and praising Matt LaFleur. Um, I just feel like he's settled into his role as, as head coach. Him and I have been really on the same page uh, all season. Um, there's this, uh, just a beautiful trust that I think is, uh, has blossomed uh, even more this year uh, between him and I. And I think that's an important part of us being successful is, is the QB and the coach calling and being on the same page. And, um, and then, you know, obviously we've had a number of guys uh, give more of themselves. Guys that we talk about every single week, you know, Jamal Williams, Alan Lazard doing the little things and playing super heady. Marquez, you know, in his role. And he'll be disappointed, you know, he didn't have a big role in the passing game. But he's an incredible, incredibly important part of our offense. And then how good Devontae is. I mean, he's, he's incredible. And Aaron Jones. So it's been, it's been fun to see it all come together. When you have, and I've said this before as well, when you have guys who have specific roles and they embrace them, there's no better way uh, to get a guy to buy in than that. And I think we've done a great job at that, whether it's Mercedes or Jamal Williams or Alan Lazard or Robert Tanyan or Jay Sternberger, Billy Turner, Elvin Jenkins, you know, guys embracing what they have to do and giving their all. That's your quarterback, Aaron Rodgers. 21 of 29 tonight, 211 yards. That's it. 211 yards. Four TDs, no picks. He gets over 50,000 career passing yards tonight. And again, everyone contributing. Robert Tanyan, EQ, Alan Lazard. I mean, they were even scheming Mercedes Lewis open. Bet you the Bears weren't prepared for that one. But that's the thing. And then you look in the trenches, the offensive line tonight, I haven't really talked about the offensive line specifically. You lose your starting center in Corey Lindsley to a knee, which thankfully uh, is not serious according to Matt LaFleur, but you lose Corey Lindsley and you're able to shift around the line You put Elton Jenkins back at center, who's been able to play every position on the offensive line now. Heck, maybe they'll use him as a tight end at at some point for some crazy trick play. I, I don't know. Elton Jenkins can just do everything. 
but you're able to move Elton Jenkins. And then instead of trying to find a way to get Ricky Wagner in the game, who's, I mean, when it comes to depth, you're, you're, you're set up that way. You would think Ricky Wagner would be the next guy that would get into that offensive line and you'd find a way to shift around that. No, no, no. You take John Runyon, the sixth round pick of this year's draft class? And what does John Runyon do? He gets in there and he's just pushing guys around, making these holes for, for the running backs. It's no problem. I mean, Aaron Rodgers said tonight that he calls John Runyon Mr. Reliable. John Runyon, your rookie, got in before Ricky Wagner in this game. And Ricky Wagner saw the game later because Lu- Lucas Patrick went out. So if you want to talk about depth, this offensive line, wow. And guess what? And and this actually pains me to say this. John Runyon is really the only guy that's making a significant contribution right now from that draft class. Yeah, Kamal Martin is there. And Kamal Martin, he's done a couple of nice things when he's played and when he's been able to stay healthy on the field. But right now, your leader in the clubhouse from the 2020 Packer draft class that is actually helping you right now making a major impact and stepping into a pretty tough situation when you got a a Bears defensive front in your face on every single down and every single snap, John Runyon is getting it done. Hey, your first round pick was inactive tonight, and he's probably going to be inactive the rest of the year. Your second round pick is on the COVID list. Your third round pick is hurt for and done for the year. We had to you had to go all the way down to your sixth round draft selection that's helping you win right now. If only we thought about the defense. It just just oh man. 414-799-1250. If you're up late tonight, I want to hear from you. You guys got to be happy. I mean, you have to be happy but by what this offense is doing to some pretty good defenses now. I know there's not enough quality wins on the Packers schedule, but this is what their schedule is. And their schedule is pretty favorable the rest of the year. We all can't wait for the Tennessee game after Christmas. Okay, I, that that's we, I got that one circled. Okay. But you have to admire the fact that this offense went out and punched the Bears' defense in the face. That, to me, is pretty damn impressive. You had seven possessions tonight from the Packer offense. Seven. Five of them led to touchdowns. The other two were punts, and that was it. Nothing else. Crazy stuff. 414-799-1250 is the Packers win, 41-25. We will hear from the head coach, Matt LaFleur, coming up. We'll also hear from Darnell Savage and a little bit from the number one wide receiver in the National Football League, Devontae Adams as well, who had another big game. Uh, All of that is coming up. I'm Radio Joe Zanzola, staying with you guys until 1 a.m. tonight. Uh, Thanks for staying up late. You're listening to Green Gold Overtime. And Aaron was like, get the candy. Straight ahead run. Williams powers, spins, and scores. 
celebrates. Highlight courtesy of NBC with Mike Tirico, Tony Dungy on the call. Green Gold Overtime continues here on The Fan. I'm Radio Joe. Thanks for staying up late. Packers win 41-25. Let me repeat, the Green Bay Packers scored 41 points tonight on this Chicago Bears defense, which really top to bottom is one of the top defenses in the National Football League. Now again, you can have the attitude and say that Okay, they beat the Chicago Bears, whoop-de-doo, but let, let's look at it a little bit closer, guys. Come on. Let's look at this a little closer. If we're talking about the Green Bay Packers getting into a Super Bowl and facing one of those very good defenses in the AFC, doesn't this have to give you even more optimism that the Packers can get this done. It does for me. And believe me, I'm trying to find reasons right now where I can sit here today and say, yeah, the Packers actually could get to the Super Bowl and actually could win it. Because for for a while now, for the last several weeks, I have been pacing around thinking to myself, do they have enough? Do they have enough? Do they have enough? Do they have enough? They didn't make a trade. They don't, I don't know if they have enough. It's wins like these against these kind of teams that have these kinds of strengths defensively, if you can put 41 up, you can beat anybody. Now, again, the defense is going to continue to be a liability here, and we'll talk about the defense coming up here in a few minutes. But offensively right now, you got to be happy about this. You have to. This offense, this is the best thing you could possibly ask for under the Matt LaFleur offense. We all knew how stale the offense got under Mike McCarthy. I don't need to go through that again. But just realize how the offense has evolved from just two years ago. And we started to see shades of it in the first year under Matt LaFleur. And now everything's coming to fruition. And now you have a wide receiving core that is actually fully healthy. And by the way, I'm okay taking Kenny Stills. If Kenny Stills wants to come here, get Kenny Stills here. Just add it to the arsenal of weapons you already have and let teams try to plan around Kenny Stills as your fourth or fifth option in your wide receiving core. Now again, we would all love additions to this defense, but there's nothing available right now. So I'm fine continuing continuing to add to this offense. That works well for me. 414-799-1250. You guys can get in on this, get your reaction uh, in the Packers' 41-25 win. But what we'll do first is we will hear a little bit from the head coach, Matt LaFleur. And uh, I know he's going to have a lot of nice things to say about Aaron Rodgers. We heard Aaron Rodgers rave about LaFleur. Let's hear what the head coach has to say. Yeah, and I completely agree. He's not exaggerating. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is having an MVP season. That's Matt LaFleur, the head coach, here on Green and Gold OT. I'm Radio Joe as the Packers win 41-25. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, he's playing better than Russell Wilson right now. Russell Wilson is in a rut. And Russell Wilson got off to that really hot start this season, and he has regressed a little bit. Now, he's got a golden opportunity tomorrow night to just go off on Philadelphia, and he should. 
guy's on my fantasy team. He better. But that's besides the fact. The fact of the matter is Aaron Rodgers might be the front runner right now. Patrick Mahomes, though, really made a statement tonight, too. So I think it's it's going to be a lot of fun to kind of see how this all plays out. But I said this before the season started, and I'm going to say it again. You never, ever, ever want to count out Aaron Rodgers. Ever. And this is exactly why. Second year in a new offense, he's got it down, and it looks really good. And you were able to put up 41 points tonight on that Bears defense. That is very impressive, and that is what you should be be very happy about. Again, it is the Chicago Bears, but respect the defense. The Packers bloom away. Again, Packers win tonight, 41-25. We'll hear more from inside the locker room coming up next here on The Fan. Wingus comes through, third and 11. Pack bringing five, Trubisky taking it deep into a lot of coverage. It is intercepted. Darnell Savage was touched. So down by contact, back at the 47-yard line. But Savage comes up with the interception again. Mitch, do you think you played well enough to justify starting next week? I don't know. I don't know. It was it, it was tough. Oh, come on. Really? <laughs> oh, man. Mitch Trubisky. He doesn't know. Mm. Gringled OT continues. I can't even believe he said that. I thought he'd maybe be a little bit more stoic trying to stand up for himself, but Mitch Trubisky is trash. That guy... Look, every team misses on a draft pick. Every team is going to miss on a top five draft pick. I mean, it's just going to happen. And that, that draft pick, especially considering... Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson were on the board when the Bears picked. That Mitch Trubisky pick is likely going to be one of the worst picks they've ever made in franchise history. I mean, it's just the, the, the fact that this kid still hasn't been able to figure it out in his fourth year is just embarrassing. And I also found out, by the way, Radio Joe, Packers win 41-25. Uh, Sam Schmitz, other side of the glass, producing, doing a fine job. I did not know this. Uh, Chris Emma, who uh, is with our friends, our sister station, 670, the score in Chicago. Apparently, no Chicago Bears quarterback in Bears history has thrown for at least 30 touchdown passes in a season. How can that be? Sam, Sam, can you believe that? That, like, no Bears quarterback has ever been able to throw 30 touchdown passes. I mean, personally, in my lifetime, I haven't witnessed too many great Bears quarterbacks, but you gotta, you would have to think that Jay Cutler would have one when he had Brandon Marshall and Alshon Jeffrey and those right. guys. Cut- and you, you think, like, the way he airs it out, he'd at least have one season. Like, Cutler would be the first one that comes to mind, but no. Like, Rex Grossman? No, he threw more interceptions and touchdowns. Uh, Kyle Orton? Cordell Stewart? Jim Miller? Miller time! Yeah! I remember Jim Miller. Eric Kramer? What about Jim McMahon? McMahon never threw for 30 touchdowns? Well, I mean, he did have Walter Payton, so there was that. But, and that is just, that blows my mind. That just blows my mind, that... So, 
we talk about the greatness of Aaron Rodgers and everything else that's been going on. I mean, Favre and Rodgers, look, I'm 30 years old. Favre and Rodgers are the only two quarterbacks I've really known. And Don Mikowski was just before then, that sliver of two years from 1990 to 1992 when I existed on this planet. So that's how spoiled I am. But my goodness, I mean, I just can't believe that. And you think about all the Bears quarterbacks that have gone through three decades. Wow. Yeah, we do have it lucky. But then when you get to that threshold, it's like, okay, you have the great quarterbacks, but where are all the Super Bowls? Or at least, where's a couple more? Now, that's what we're that's what I've been trying to help you guys through tonight because it's just we're trying to look for something that's going to give us reason to believe that the Packers can't win a Super Bowl this year. And the fact that you were able to blow away an elite defense in the Chicago Bears tonight, that's encouraging. Because the AFC does have better defenses. 414-799-1250. You can jump in here before the end. Just taking you guys up to 1 a.m. Uh, we're going to go inside the locker room some more. So you you heard the pick on NBC with Darnell Savage, his second interception. And again, keep in mind, with Darnell Savage, this is his second year. And we've all been kind of waiting to see him make some big plays. Well, when you're Mitch Trubisky and you're just lobbing him up, you better catch it. If you're a Packer defender, Darnell Savage came through tonight with two picks. He talked about it after the game. There he is. That is Darnell Savage a little bit after the game with his two interceptions. And it is really important here for some of these guys on defense to step up. It's just, I'm preaching to the choir here, but this defense cannot be a liability. I mean, I am just... Again, I've talked about the positives here for the first 45 minutes. So let me just let me just say what I need to say about the defense. The Packer defense, we're getting to the point here where we want to point the finger. The way I see it, just split it three ways. It's a third of it is on the personnel, the players you have out there, because I think any person with a brain would be stacking the box tonight and containing David Montgomery and make sure he doesn't do anything and forcing Mitch Trubisky to throw the football, right? Like, isn't that kind of common sense? Isn't that how you do it? Well, they don't have the personnel to do that. They don't because they chose not to address inside linebacker the way that they should, and they did not address the defensive line the way that they should. They swapped, swapped out Blake Martinez for Christian Kirksey, And Kamal Martin, he had a sack tonight, and I want to see more from Kamal Martin, but it's not, again, he's a rookie. We're thankful John Runyon played as well as he did tonight. So part of it, a third of it, the blame is just the personnel. This group is what it is. Then uh, another third of the blame can certainly be on Mike Pettin because, okay, that's the personnel he has to work with, but can he find some clever ways and maybe be a little bit more innovative and try to use his guys in a different way? I mean, th- this team doesn't blitz at all. So even though you don't have all the beef up front, you got guys with a little bit more speed, a little bit more athleticism. Don't you want to try more corner blitzes? Maybe some more safety blitzes? Adrian Amos is capable of doing that. I, I, again, it just... It's con- it's constant three-man, four-man, sometimes five-man 
rushes on the quarterback, and it's just not going to cut it. And again, back to personnel. Smith Brothers had a nice night tonight. That was good. I want more of that. I want more of the Smith Brothers from last year. More of the Smith Brothers show up from last year into this year. That will help the defense, guys. But you got to find more ways to get those guys to get home. And four-man rushes are not going to cut it. So personnel's a third. Mike Penton's a third. And then the other third is obviously the front office for being just completely negligent about addressing your defense. Addressing your defensive your defensive front that let Raheem Mostert just, just walk all over you in the NFC Championship game, and now you're expecting the same result with the same group. David Montgomery had a nice night tonight. Your defensive front is not that good, and you chose not to address it. So when we're talking about blame, guys, it's just split it three ways. It's equal blame. It's not one or the other. This defense is what it is. So the only thing you can hope for in the coming weeks is that guys like Darnell Savage find more confidence in themselves to go up and make a play, to force a turnover, to force a fumble, to sack the quarterback. How about a strip sack? Even better. Those are the kind of things that you need. Coming up on the other side, we will hear from uh, Devontae Adams a little bit, and then we will wrap things up here. A little short break. As the Packers win tonight, 41-25. It's Green Gold OT. I'm Radio Joe. We'll have more coming up next here on The Fan. Packers win, 41-25. Final segment here of Green Gold OT here on The Fan. I'm Radio Joe Zanzola alongside Sam Schmitz producing. Other side of the glass. He's been working his tail off the last few days. Thanks to Sam for all the fine work he does. Listening on the Radio.com app, staying up late with us tonight up in Nakusa. He is Chris. Chris, you're on Green and Gold OT. What's going on, man? Hey, happy holidays to you fellas. Thanks for staying up late and doing a great job with the show. Thanks. What's up? Hey, I was just calling in to chat in a little bit on uh, the defensive side of the ball as I've been hearing back and forth on different shows what frustration from fans uh seems like every week it seems with the d side of the ball and whether or not it's the talent back there whether it's the scheme whether it's the coaching staff you know and it just seems like for the last number of years we've been having tough times with no matter who we have out there and who we have as a coordinator whether it was capers whether it was Patton. And, uh, you know, I'm sitting there today watching, I don't know, the end of the uh, Vikings-Panthers game, and I'm sitting to myself dreaming about uh, hopefully maybe uh, the chance that Mike Zimmer gets let go as a head coach, and I'm thinking, hey, why don't we uh, pick him up as our new defensive coordinator? You know, I mean, why not? I mean, sure, sure. it It just seems like obviously the last two guys we got, in here kind of running what it seems to be similar schemes and our guys are just out there and half the time they don't know what the heck's going on i mean i see the best receivers on the opposing teams 
running free 10, 15 yards, no one within 10, 15 yards. Marcus Robinson across the middle, there's no one within the neighborhood of him, you know, and I right. just can't figure it out. Now, granted, uh, I see that happening with Adams, too, so, I mean, we're not the only team that's having that issue, but, I mean, right. if we're going to have any chance, you know, in the playoffs, we got to find a better way to, I know, at least cover receivers and play the run better. So I guess I'm just concerned as a fan that, well, what everybody's concerned with is our defense. And unless we get into a shootout and get up big and not have to come back, that we are going to have issues in the playoffs again. Yeah, I mean, no, you're absolutely right, Chris, and appreciate the call. Thanks for staying up late. I mean, look, it's this Petten defense runs a lot of zone coverage. and. Tonight might have been a night where you didn't really have to do much of that. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Jair Alexander was healthy. He was playing. Kevin King was healthy and playing. You couldn't just assign one of those guys to just stay on Allen Robinson all night? I mean, that's just I mean, that's just something that bothers me a little bit. And especially when the Packers are rushing three or four guys and offenses have to pick up some yards. And your zone coverage is just so soft that just throw a pass underneath and 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 see if these receivers can just shed you guys off. I mean that, that's just that's just like that's what I see a lot of. We saw a lot of that tonight. I mean there were a lot of catch and runs by these receivers that were able to catch passes from Mitch Trubisky, and that's not helpful. <laughs> that's not helpful. I mean how many tackles? Did Raven Green miss tonight? I mean, some of these defenders, if you're going to play zone coverage, know your assignments. It's just some of that. Again, that's where you can blame Petten and say scheme, but then you can also blame the personnel and say, do your do your damn job just once. Okay, again, I don't want to finish the show on a negative note. I want you guys to be happy. The Packers put 41 points up on the Chicago Bears defense. That is a huge positive. Let's try to think positives. All week on The Fan, we're going to be talking about this game and looking ahead to the Philly game. We'll get a look at Philly tomorrow night when they play Seattle. Again, my thanks to Sam Schmitz. I'm Radio Joe. You've been listening to Green and Gold OT. Bart Winkler pregame with Ryan Horvath coming up here in just a few hours, 5 a.m. on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.